The Torcast. Hi everybody, welcome to the Torcast. I'm here with Tor Glenn and Al. And today we're just trying to keep you sane during this whole pandemic outbreak. We hope everyone's doing okay out there and uh, just kind of take your mind off it for a little bit. How are you guys doing? Um, good enough. Good enough. Good enough. We're getting by. It's, you know, it's just a, a, a different situation. Yeah. Could be a lot worse. And we can all learn to survive. Uh-huh. You guys watching any uh, things being cooped up in the house? Any Netflix shows or any anything interesting? Well, yeah, you know, you, it's it's funny. We're not really watching any more uh, television than we ever watched before because you know, we we have um, busy days and mm-hmm. a lot of times we work into the night. But now we're paying more attention to what is available and like thinking, oh, what if there is nothing available to watch? When before we never thought about it. Yeah, I, I'm actually like you said, watching way less than I ever have because mm-hmm. I've been busy with everything. So it's kind of mm-hmm. funny how every, most people are cooped up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I told you about this uh, the other day that Netflix and uh, Disney Plus are actually throttling their service. What does that mean? Meaning their the bandwidth is so great they have to cut it back a little bit so they don't overload the servers and crash oh, wow. everything out. Uh-huh. And uh, for me, we watched we got time to watch one episode of Ozarks. And it was grainy and the audio was a little bit off. But mm-hmm. then on Amazon streaming service, they were completely fine. Mm-hmm. And you said you watched something on Netflix the other day and you were completely fine as well, right? It was fine, yeah. And I find myself, um, for the first time ever, looking for science fiction movies. <laughs> science I'm, not, I'm not particularly interested in science fiction. But for some reason, I find that kind of therapeutic. That's interesting. That's why I sit down at like late at night, you know, when I'm just a little too tired to do anything else and not quite ready for bed. Yeah. You know, you... you put something like that on and like, you know, just kind of takes me out. That's, that's kind of what I need right now. I just want to, just want to get away from all this, you know, make right. sure you hit Blade Runner on your list. That's always a great one. And I, more, I, I have seen that, man. but it's yeah. worth watching again. Yeah. Well, the, the, is there a new, a new one of that? Or, uh, I know they remit, they, they re, um, mixed it, re-edited it a few times, but wasn't there a, actual, yeah, they made a, another yeah. version, but it didn't sell and they didn't uh, do much at the theaters. Okay. But speaking of that, can we just go off topic for just sure. a second yeah, or maybe yeah. it's on topic? I'm yeah. not sure. Um, of course, the movie houses are closed and all the major studios are uh, delivering uh, movies that should be in theaters now directly to the streaming services. Uh-huh. And of course, uh-huh. they're looking to recoup. So what normally would have been a $3 or $6 rental, they're now asking $20 for first run movies. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at both sides of it. I understand their argument. They'd be getting Mm-hmm. Typically, two people go to the movies. Tickets are about ten, twelve dollars, or thirteen dollars, whatever they mm-hmm. are, and they would be getting that money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, they're certainly entitled. On the other hand, you know, the government is very strict about gouging. So, mm-hmm. is it gouging? Is it not gouging? Are they right in asking for more money? Are people um, mm-hmm. wrong if they refuse to pay it? Is that unfair to the theaters or the studios? I mean, it's that probably not reduced them. It's probably not gouging. But I think you could make a case for like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just be like cool and make less money? You know, it's like, like, why don't you charge double what you would charge for like, what is it? Usually $3 for a rental, you know? So you charge six, something like that. Don't charge 20, you know, for it. That's yeah. like, you know, that's. I, I understand both sides of it. Like Alice yeah, saying, yeah, it's yeah. like, because I do too. not only that is it, it's you, popcorn, 
gas, every all the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're actually getting a deal on it, but it's it's I don't know, it's kind yeah, of yeah. it's it's a uh, either way it goes. I guess my point is everybody's hurting, so that, you know it's it's fair that they hurt a little bit. You know, yeah. that's and all. You, and you, you guys know, are like, telling me there's another Blade Runner. You, you're telling me Hollywood actually recycles movies and ideas. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. About every never, uh, sixty days. I've never think. heard that before. Mm-hmm. All right. There's actually a sign, a, a, a image online that says Hollywood, and the O's are recycle symbols. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. Right. So anyways, um, why I brought that up is there's a series I haven't watched or had time to watch yet, but it's called McMillions. <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it's about. You remember the Monopoly game at McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah. It's about uh, through the nine from 1990 to like I think 2001. There's a racket where this guy that was uh, involved with he was involved with taking the pieces, the winning pieces, putting them in his jacket, flying them to the McDonald's distribution centers, and mm-hmm. distributing the winning pieces, like the million dollar prizes. Mm. And for those years, I think 12 something years, no real person won. It was just him and the Colombo crime family. Um, he would sell like a a, wow. a million dollar piece mm-hmm. for forty grand in cash on the mm-hmm. side of the road, and then he would coach the people mm-hmm. on how to claim the prize and whatnot. And so this went on for uh, twelve years or so. And you've been watching this series? I haven't watched. It. I read oh. a, a synopsis on it. Okay, but I, I haven't had time yet. But it, it, right. it sounded interesting. Yeah. Um, so they caught him because someone got a tip, an anonymous tip to the FBI, and um, it said, you know, so and so. They called him Uncle Joe, or I think his name, you know. Um, is has been uh, distributing these pieces and no one reels one or whatever. So they looked into it and they found out like all the winning pieces or whatever are showing up in Jacksonville, Florida. So like you think the guy would be smart enough to like <laughs> yeah, distribute really? them a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. So they brought it. I have to watch it. It sounds really funny, but like uh, the FBI agent brings them all in, to, you know, and questions them. And so I, he ended up doing 36 months in jail or prison and, mm-hmm. and paying uh, 12.5 million in restitution. Wow. But it sounds like a fascinating <laughs> that, uh, story. I, I think it's just reflective of that whole industry. I, I can remember back in uh, New Jersey, and this probably still goes on. There's huge car dealerships, these mega car dealerships in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, you would fill out some information on a slip, put it in a thing in, in a barrel or whatever. And then every couple months they would give out these these great prizes. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out uh, when the investigations were done that... It was actually an employee program, and employees always won. <laughs> There's nobody from the outside who ever won. The whole thing was a scam. But wow. you know, it which goes back to um, Ed McMahon and oh yeah, Publishers, Publishers Clearinghouse. Yeah. Publishers Clearinghouse. You know, everybody, uh, especially back like in my parents' day, would uh, um, sign up and or send in their uh-huh. forms for Publishers Clearinghouse. Hmm. And it turned out all they were doing was gathering information. They were the first huge information database. Oh, is that database. right? They're the oh, first yeah. Google, yeah. yeah but, they, that, but it was legit as far as paying out the... Oh, they paid thing, it right? out. Yeah, so, right. you know, you had a, a one in a hundred million chance yeah, right, of winning. Right, right, yeah. But mm-hmm. all your data was being sold. Yeah, that's funny. That's super valuable, you know, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah. it used to be back in the day when we were running businesses before uh, Google and things like that. Right. Um where you would buy a list from a company that was a subsidiary of Publishers Clearinghouse. Mm. If you wanted a list of real estate agents where you could sell them something, you could get that and they would. it was broken down. It was beautiful. It was almost, mm-hmm. it certainly wasn't paper. It was certainly computerized, but the mm-hmm. bottom line is it wasn't anything like it is today. So back in the 90s, this was an amazing mm-hmm. concept. You know, They what also I've... created reverse phone directories and, and all sorts of things from the information they gathered for free. What I've always found fascinating, we've talked about this before, is uh, the scam stuff, how these guys don't have an escape plan. 
that always yeah. absolutely astounds you. Like you look at somebody like Bernie Madoff, okay, a guy controlling. Uh, did it was was it more than was it about billions? It was billions, oh, billions yes. of dollars, controlling yeah. billions of dollars. Okay, now with all that money at his disposal, you know, you know more or less, you know, you'd think that he'd have some plan. You know, like okay, if this happens, I got a new identity in Bolivia or something. You'd think that you would think. be not so far fetched. You know, there, there's that I talk to you sometimes about that show American Greed because that's. Mm -hmm. It's all the, these things, these people who just, you know, they 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 have a, a diabolical plan, you know, to make a ton of money, and they make a ton of money, and then they don't stop. Yeah, it's a common thing. <laughs> well, they, they never they stop. They got away with yeah. it, and they're, and they're set for life, but they keep on, not only do they keep on going, but when they're caught, they're like, uh, you well, know, you know, got, now it's tying tying everything together, Netflix and, and what we're on, the topic we're on now. Uh, if you watch the Narcos series, for the original one with Escobar and then Narcos Mexico, which um, addresses all the Mexican drug cartels, these guys are making $30 million a week. And they, 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 it's never enough. It's always a new angle. They need to make more money. You know, and you wonder, and it, it, obviously it comes down to power. They want to be the most powerful people in Mexico. Right. They want to be the most powerful people in the world. They want to influence politics. Right. And of course, in, in Mexico, they did. They completely influenced one election and mm -hmm, kept mm -hmm. uh, the PRI in so that uh, mm -hmm. they wouldn't lose control of the government. But mm -hmm. it's, you know, you wonder about that mindset. Um, you know, every time we get a couple extra dollars in the bank, we're excited. And there's people <laughs> making $30 million a week, mm -hmm. and that's not enough for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you work one week and then mm -hmm. you're done. That's yeah, your yeah. escape plan right there. That's it. That's it. That's what you know, yeah, I. I Complete change of topic, but you just for just for a second because you reminded me of something. You know the uh, the uh, actor who plays Flo in the uh, commercials. Yes. In the okay, do you know how much she makes a year? I think I read somewhere it was like fifteen million dollars. Eight million dollars. Are you a year. serious? Yeah. She makes eight million dollars a year. Now, can anybody explain to me why they would pay her that? First, she's not an she her was agent. not an established yeah. actor. Yeah. No, but she's she's no she she came on. She's completely like why wouldn't the we'll go back to to better stuff after this. But but why wouldn't uh, uh, Progressive Insurance sign her to a five year, ten year deal for a hundred thousand dollars a year, two hundred thousand dollars a year? She'd be thrilled because she hasn't made any money. That that would still. I think that's probably how, how it started though. Well, and no, her yeah. agent, her no, agent, actually, yeah. what happened yeah. is. Uh, if you look on IMDb, do you know her personally? Or? Uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> if you look on IMDb, you'll see that she was probably in a dozen movies, and she had small parts. Uh, the one movie I remember her in is okay. the Goodbye Kid. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the remake of Goodbye right. Kid. She played one of the relatives. Okay. But um, she has this incredible mass appeal. And I read an, an article about it when they were talking. It was an advertising article. No, I get that. And, and they she's... were saying that she is the longest running. Mm -hmm. uh, advertising character in history mm -hmm. that whatever it is they just keep building things around her mm -hmm. and as as good as the rest of progressives ads are mm -hmm. the number one they're competing with geico who mm -hmm. has phenomenal ads. Yeah, yeah and number two they they have a drop off if she's not in the ad mm -hmm. people don't i get watch all it. i get all that but what i'm saying is that if if 
as a as a business person or as some some occasional business person, if it were me, you know, I would try to anticipate something like that, and I would say, hey, here's a ten year contract, nope. hundred thousand first year, two hundred the next, three hundred the next, four hundred, that something was. that something that 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 anybody would sign off on in in a flash. Think, think you about know? this. That's what I was saying. NFL yeah. rookie contracts. That's those guys make yeah. Yeah, NFL yeah. rookie contracts. Those guys make. A couple hundred thousand dollars a year, then maybe they make a million dollars a year. But when those rookie contracts are over, mm-hmm. it's open market and whatever the, the, the market bears and mm-hmm. people will pay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, and I, as a matter of fact, I'm certain because I, I read it that the, mm-hmm. the same thing happened with her. Mm-hmm. They didn't, nobody, nobody. I mean, I'm glad she gets it. it. I mean, oh, she yeah. seems like a nice but person. Nobody, you know. <laughs> nobody anticipated that her appeal would be, would have such longevity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they found themselves up against it because there were points where she wasn't on and their sales yeah. were suffering right. and they brought her back. Yeah, so now, probably, yeah, yeah. now it is the tail wagging the dog. She yeah. is in control. Hey, and, good and for, good that's for the her. ammunition. She good probably, she probably has a good agent and said, Hey, look, here's the drop off. Look at the difference. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're worth this much to you. And if not, we're going to walk. And they probably said, we're making X amount of dollars. Okay. Fuck it. But they probably did start off like a rookie mm-hmm. contract. Mm-hmm. And she also much. doesn't age. Mm. If you, she's been, she's been what twenty years maybe it seems like has, she's been has, has it really been that it's long? been forever I don't know oh. and that's an exaggeration well I, if it was if it, if it was you know more than ten or fifteen years then I could see where like whatever yeah, contract yeah. would run out you know you wouldn't do a twenty year contract for somebody you know new but uh, right. I don't know I mean I don't really know what I'm talking about here I'm just uh, but it's kind of fun yeah. Yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. the theme of the show There's yeah, no, right. we don't have to stay on topic and we don't really know what we're talking about we have we can we, we don't have to be like accountable or responsible or anything right that's right it's like life itself yeah. For when you're when you're twelve or thirteen, yeah, but we just we don't we don't age. We just stay the same. Remember, but uh, right. when you guys speaking of movies, real quick, do you guys uh, recognize the difference in what's allowed nowadays versus what used to be mm. in movies and what they can get away with? Well, uh, certainly we changed socially. The PC era, yeah, yeah. What is yeah. politically correct and what isn't? I mean, right. you know, you everybody thinks about uh, shows like All in the Family. Mm. What a phenomenal show it was for its time. And Norman Lear was a genius. And um, they created this semi-lovable character out of Archie Bunker, who was a racist. And mm-hmm. they mixed in, you know, uh, black. Which was very Hispanics controversial at the time. There was a lot of people that were pissed off about making a racist, a lovable character. Yeah, right? it's, uh, but, it's, but it had a... Norman Lear got it. He oh, really yeah. did yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't reproduce that show today, and, and the same thing with Blazing Saddles. You couldn't yeah, Blazing Saddles. It, but what, aren't they bringing that show back? I thought it's that, not going to be the same. You know, you, you're not yeah, going to okay. have the same jokes. And, yeah, right, right. You know, and I wonder. You know, you, you think about what's PC. Yeah. And uh, every time uh, Money for Nothing plays on the radio, you think when they get to the line, little faggot has his own jet airplane. Mm-hmm. Little faggot is a millionaire. Yeah. And you wonder how that somebody hasn't been so offended by that song that they're not making them correct that well you know the, the thing about that particular song is that he's he's quoting like some asshole sitting in a bar you know so it's like kind of like like archie bunker it, yeah it anyway. kind of softens it a little bit but I, I but but you're right i think that even uh, that uh, well how about the song uh, short people i don't think that would get played today I really don't, you know, and that's that's kind of sad because that's a really funny song. It's a very and you funny know, song. You know that there's no real meanness behind it. He's just joking. It could have been anything. He could have been singing. How about Sly and the Family funny, Stone? You know? What do you think about that song? Do you think it's offensive? Because you, you look like for a second. You short people, like, yeah. I've never heard of it. Oh, really? No, no oh, that's okay. why I looked dumbfounded. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's Randy it's, Newman. Randy Newman? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. He sings a lot of Disney songs and or composer of a lot Before of Before that, songs. he was a very... Yeah. His song... 
and Glenn is right. It's, it's absolutely funny. This, this song is tongue in cheek, but a lot of people took offense to it. One well, of the lines in the song is, short people have no reason to live. <laughs> That's right. People get too serious, but like, it's mm -hmm. all, it goes even further than that. Like, even in medical terms, right? Like, you're not allowed to say retarded today, right, to describe somebody. It, and it used to be in medical literature that it was a mongoloid idiot. That was actually a medical term, right? Then people mm -hmm. got offended at that term. Okay, rightfully so. They used it to describe other people and insult people. So then that was not allowed. Okay, now retarded's not allowed. However, you say in, mentally challenged. You are, in, in England, in, in Great Britain, retarded is the correct term. Right. And right. if you're a mixed race person, you're colored. Yeah. And that is the correct term in Britain. But if yeah. you say it here, both of them are offensive. Yes. Yeah. And I was just going to say before we lose complete track of, of the songs is what about Sly and the Family Stone? Mm -hmm. Don't call me nigger, Whitey. Mm. Mm -hmm. Would they ever play that on the radio now? Could it mm -hmm. be played? Well, uh, Elvis Costello, uh, uh, one of his songs refers to uh, what's the line? One. One less white nigger, you know. I guess I'm not even supposed. To, we're not even supposed to use, hey, use that term, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I, I apologize. I mean, I, I I do really respect that, you know. Yeah. Like I would not. Uh, I, I for a moment I forget that we're broadcasting that, but it really it's it's you know we, you're just quoting. It, it, it is better that, yeah. to use to say the n word than to. Well, no, say that. you know what I, I you know what's that. fucked up about that is when Emerson says the n word, <clears throat> excuse me, the n word, like on CNN or whatever, so and so said the n word. Mm -hmm. You're making me say it in my head. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck is that? That's just a way around it and you're making, yeah. you're making the person say it in their head so well, it's, yeah, yeah. That's, it's a it's and a at the same thing. time you know you have a uh, a whole culture that uses the word uh you know like you would use friend or, with an a on the uh, end yeah. yeah all sorts yeah. of things and then you have a whole segment of the population of white and hispanics who use it to assimilate uh, themselves to a certain culture that they want to belong to yeah you know it's, it's all a touchy, touchy subject and um, you know, PC is, we just need to be well, careful. Now you're, now you're segueing into something that I, I want to talk about anyway, which is today I turn on NPR. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I turned it off after about eight seconds because the guy was talking about how we shouldn't be calling it social distancing. Okay. We should be calling it physical distancing because we don't want to so, uh, socially, we want to blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh my God, here we go again with more. Like, can you possibly focus on more stupid stuff? You know, well, I mean, so we all know what is meant now when people say social distancing. You want to get caught up in, in, in that, in that phrase. And it, 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 it drives me nuts, this stuff. It, it's like, I don't know. Well, here's well, the, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so here's the thing, though. So with all this is my thoughts on this is like it's not everybody in the outrage culture that's going on now. It's a very vocal minority that's very loud on social media and stuff. And, mm. and they use it to sensationalize everything. Right. But mm -hmm. I know a lot of even the word African-American. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that say don't say that because I'm Jamaican or I'm from Haiti. Yeah. Right. right. Just assuming, you know, yeah, yeah. what's but wrong you, with black or use, white. Right? If you use black. Then people the media will say, gets mad. The black person will never get mad for calling right. you black. Just like they call, yes. you know what I'm saying. So they're mm -hmm. they're, they're sensationalizing all of this, mm -hmm. and it just it's just it's just ridiculous. And the same goes yeah. for gender neutral. Yeah, that's it's it's only it's like the majority. Like so, this I was going to go back to Archie Bunker real quick before we move on. Is mm -hmm. there's there's people that I know uh, as I would call black, you know, friends that are that love that shit that they mm -hmm. fuck with their friends and they just just you know that that um that racial comedy mm -hmm. is no it doesn't come from a place of hate. It's just a place mm -hmm, of love. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. It's not in serious. 
serious or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just like we all know the media likes to just blow everything out of fucking proportion. Mm-hmm. And these got you got these crybaby uh, people on Twitter that have two hundred thousand followers, but they're like feminist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's their cause. It's it's virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. I can be more virtuous than you. I'm yeah, the most yeah, virtuous yeah. person there. Is. So Pure it's, purity test. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. There's a couple of things. Remember, is through historically, I mean, for the past forty or fifty years, if you wanted to tell you Italian jokes, you could if you were Italian. Right. And if you wanted to tell black jokes, you could if you were black. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seth Myers does a, a great segment now called Jokes That Seth Can't Tell. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> where yeah. it has a black yeah. woman sitting next to him and a lesbian sitting next to and him. By the he, way, he's doing a great job now. I don't know if you see on YouTube and stuff, and I think it just started again. He's really picking up the slack on on the, on the stuff. But well, that, cause yeah. that, that bit of his is just... It is. It's just brilliant because... Yeah. You know, it, it diffuses the situation, yeah. but it points out just how ridiculous sometimes right. the, the PC thing is. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's a guy who's obviously um, culturally uh, in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even he realizes that some of it gets to be just a little bit ridiculous. He's my favorite uh, late night guy. He's, he's just uh, s- smart as a whip and, and, and clever and, and genuinely funny. And Another creative. one of the Saturday Live alum. Yeah. yeah. I like Conan. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Conan, Conan yeah. is Conan is really good when he's um, spontaneous yeah. and yeah. just fooling around, you know, and does and his clips him. and things like that. And uh, I watched a little Saturday bit of him Live, last yeah. night. It was really yeah. funny because he was doing it from his house, yeah. you know, and it was like, uh, I wish he would do that stuff and get He's, away from he the, went to harvard yeah, i was he, gonna say he came from harvard lampoon yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah very funny guy very smart guy yeah. but uh back on i think the last thing we'll touch on this being uh unacceptable what's you know I, when i was talking about what's not acceptable today media mm-hmm. um you go back to like the animal house and the scene fraternity mm-hmm. with the girl passed out or whatever mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when i was looking into this it made me think of a story about do you guys remember that sean connery interview in playboy he I gave know. years ago, and then Barbara Walters, there's outrage, and she interviewed him over it. Mm. So he said, "Here's this quote from Playboy magazine: I don't think there's anything any I don't think there's anything particularly wrong about hitting a woman, although I don't recommend doing it in the same way that you hit a man. An open-handed slap is justified. If all other alternatives fail, and there's been plenty of warning, if a woman is a bitch or hysterical or bloody or bloody uh, minded continually, then do, then I do it. I mm-hmm. think." A man has to be slightly advanced ahead of the woman, which is ridiculous. So Barbara mm-hmm. Walters' response to that was like, "Are you? Are you?" Everybody's response is like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" <laughs> yeah, you know. Really? Yeah. And 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 basically in the interview, you can see like he almost wants to hit her. Really. And she goes, um, "You think it's good to hit a woman, huh? Do you?" She just she just wouldn't let it go. And then yeah, Connery, yeah. tense like a lion, holding Barbara's eyes with a cruel, steely gaze, he responds, "I haven't changed my opinion. Sometimes women just won't leave things alone." Mm. And I think I was absolutely right. So basically he just like, it's fucking insane. Like, and that was, you know, years ago, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like that's not, that's never been acceptable. No. You know what I mean? But even how they used to portray that in movies, you know, violence against women, you know, that was acceptable in the fifties, you know, or not acceptable, but you could show it. Well, yeah, you could show it. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that made a show like Mad Men. Yeah. uh, So popular was that it was a glimpse into a, a time when people drank at work, smoked constantly. Women were, uh, sexual objects were uh, abused at work yeah uh, didn't get a break i you know it's it's it is a glimpse into those times and it makes people say hmm, i guess we are a little better now than we were but you know what i i i would think you know that i i would i would suspect that it's always been unacceptable you know in the mainstream for a man to hit a woman i think that well, that's, i agree with that i think that's yeah, I always too. been considered 
really unmanly. Yeah, you know, I mean, really you're, at the end you're of the a pussy day, if you which is kind of yeah. ironic for Sean Connery, like the the man's right. man to be to be saying that. You know, that's but, why uh, I found it interesting because it's like yeah, it's, yeah. it's totally not acceptable. You're you're a pussy if you do so. Right. And this guy who's like Mr. James Bond, tough guy. Yeah. However, comes out right. yeah. in the world we have places where it occurs daily. Well, where yeah. there's still the machismo or else, you know, you look at the Middle East yeah. where women aren't allowed to go out on escort if they can't drive cars unless somebody's sitting next to them. That's in more progressive countries. Mm-hmm. Other places, women are like chattels or yeah. cattle yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, can be traded, sold, bought, beaten, mm-hmm. sexually abused, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And that unfortunately covers a pretty large segment of the population of the world. That kind of reminds me a little bit of like the thing that Bill Maher uh gripes about a lot uh, as far as liberals that you know they have all these ideals these progressive ideals about men and women being equal and treated with respect and so on but yet they won't say a word about a lot of the cultural stuff that goes on in uh, in uh, different religions and so on mm-hmm. in particular Muslim faith you know they won't oh no if, if it's in the religion then it's it's fine or at least they, they're quiet about it and you know it's you know you can't uh, you can't have it both ways some of them will know? go as far as saying yes that's their religious freedom I think we should protect it but then it's like okay so you're saying it's okay to hit a woman yeah and they're like no it's not okay but if right. it, you know it's ridiculous no you have to yeah I think in my opinion you have to have the courage to say I respect people's religion but not stuff that is in considered unethical, immoral in our culture. That aspect of your religion, no, you can't. No. You can't do it. You just topic, can't do it. A topic for another day might be a look at our own Old Testament and uh, just yeah. see how women are treated in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. exactly how they're treated in the Quran and mm-hmm. by the Muslims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Religious people in the mm-hmm. Muslim religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, speaking of of society at the moment or social customs and the way things have changed. Um, I think we touched on it briefly last segment where I mentioned that this crisis, this coronavirus crisis will bring out the best in people who are normally good and the worst in people who are normally bad. And I think we're seeing some just little snippets of that. I just want to hit a couple of those things Mm -hmm. today on the news. These um, organizations that are giving away free meals to children who normally would eat at school and mm-hmm. have don't have enough food at home, mm-hmm. uh, they were handing out lunches every day. Mm. Today, most of them announced that they will only hand out lunches now to adults if there's a children or a child present. Evidently, they found that people in cars were just coming up, getting free meals and eating them. So mm. now you wonder, you know, what sort of people go and steal meals from children? Mm. It's just mm-hmm. hard to imagine that somebody... Mm-hmm. needs a child's meal so badly that they would be willing to take advantage of that and steal that. Yeah. Um, and there's there's so many scams running right now, and that'll be a topic for another day as these things start to uh, develop. But, um, you know, socially things have changed. I just got this in the mail today, and I just want to talk about it. I got a letter, a handwritten letter in the mail, and I can't imagine or even I, remember I the last say, time. I, I just want to, uh, while, before you get to that, you you, uh, you know, the cliche that it takes all kinds of people to make the world go around, like came to mind. And I remember I remember that quote in a movie once where somebody says, well, you know, it takes all kinds of people to make the world go around. And the other character said, 
it doesn't take all kinds. We just got all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good line. Anyway, I don't know when the last time anybody's gotten an actual handwritten letter in the mail, but I got one today. I don't even know what that is. Well, it's this piece of paper that I'm holding in my hand for our listening yeah, but audience. What's that stuff that's on it? Looks like it's, like it's cursive. They somebody don't wrote, teach it anymore. Somebody uh -huh. wrote a letter in cursive, which they don't even teach anymore. Well, it's not nice to curse. But what's interesting about it is it's from the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, okay. And they're saying that because of social distancing, they can't come and visit us in our home. Oh my! So oh, they're sitting down and writing letters and mailing them to people wow, that's to funny. try and get the word out because they have a, a and that's, biblical. If obligation. I remember correctly, that's particularly disappointing for you because that's one of your favorite fast pastimes is when they knock on the door you invite them in yes, and I like coffee and then you go through the whole thing I, I, I you love, told me that I love to talk religion all the time you know it's, it's an interesting topic right and uh, especially with people who aren't going to change their minds you know if you put a gun to their head. well they can't they're obligated that's not right. to you know this mm -hmm. is but it's a uh, it's a well-written letter it's is the cursive is very nice mm -hmm. um, I would imagine somebody uh, came up with a letter for them to use as mm -hmm. a, a template and it's pretty nice okay but it's just an example of, of how things are uh, changing. Mm -hmm. But on that topic of religion, uh -huh. we still, somebody got, a, another pastor got arrested today. You know, it's, it's funny, the, the, the pastor for the megachurch in Tampa got arrested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I decided I'd read the article and I was convinced that we'd get to the end and the, he would be saying that, you know, we called our uh, flock together and God will protect us and we're not mm -hmm. going to get the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. The reason he called the flock together is because he believes that the coronavirus is a scam perpetuated by the Chinese and the Bill and Linda Gates Foundation. <laughs> they got together to do this. Is Alex Jones a pastor? I'm not sure. I don't remember his name. <laughs> right. But it's, it's and he, uh, he believes. And he has 13 devices installed in his church, his mega church that have killed 99.9% .9 of all coronavirus germs. Oh, geez. And if somebody sneezes or coughs, mm -hmm. this device will send a wind at 100 miles an hour mm -hmm. that will immediately eradicate it before it can <laughs> infect anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there are no shortage of nuts out there, you know. And, and I tell you, this phenomenon of uh, conspiracy theory attraction is unbelievable and, and i think it's getting more and more dangerous you know you go back you know to before the internet and you had you know people were like you know kind of curious about this uh, but they had to work to find information on the illuminati and so mm -hmm. now i mean you can join a club that has you know half a million people and they're and you know you're ready to march on washington to to get the uh you know the snake devils out of <laughs> out of uh out of congress you know it's 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 crazy it, and it's What's particularly crazy is the crazy stuff that intelligent people will actually consider. That's what blows my mind. You know, like if you, you know, if you don't know how to read or write yet, okay, yeah, I, I get it that you might be more susceptible to this stuff. But you know, I see people on Facebook and other places where it's like, really, does that does that really make sense? To you you, you all, really don't think that they landed on the moon? I mean, yeah. really, you, like, yeah, I don't know. all the internet has done is sucked in the gullible and. The fringe believers. Yeah. Understand this. Yeah, and that those and people, giving them a, a, a jolt. little boost. Yeah. Yeah. Understand this. The internet is a wonderful tool and, and gives everybody the ability to search for certain topics. But let us not forget that there's a subculture on the web and sub subcultures on the web. 
Uh, some people call it the black web. Some people call oh, it yeah, the dark yeah, web. Yeah. More realistically, it's the deep web. That's where I get my uh, my uh, assassination, uh, you know, programs where they tell me, you know, who to kill and when and, and that stuff. You know, yeah. well, it's you know, it's <laughs> and your sugar cubes in the mail, right? Yeah. Uh -huh, right what, you know, everybody has become so accustomed to running Google searches and thinking that they have a, a grasp on the internet, and they have not a clue. They're hitting about. 10% of mm -hmm. what they... Yeah, 90% of, of it's on the evil, dark web, right? It's all dark web yeah. stuff or yeah. deep web stuff. And is that true? Yeah. 90%? Oh, oh, really? yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, there's so a whole... everything you see that's on a regular browser, um, YouTube, yeah. Netflix, all that, 10% of the internet, 90% of it is the dark web or the deep web, which was started, by, which is funny enough. What do you mean by 90%? Every, like if there's data and websites on the internet, 90% yeah. of them are not accessible through a regular browser. You have to use a Tor browser. But are, those, are, they, legit, yeah. are they legit sites? Yeah. They're, yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're mean, run by the legit? government. They're yeah. run by other governments. Oh, they're run by corporations. Oh, yeah. They're run oh. by um, um, oh. organizations that don't want their business to be known. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, That's one day we'll talk about Google searches because it's, it's all... Um, it's all based on marketing and it's based on your preferences. Mm -hmm. If you search for something on Google mm -hmm. and use certain phrases, you will get certain results. Mm -hmm. So people who have difficulty finding thing on, things on Google's because of how they're searching. Mm -hmm. You can use Boolean searches on uh, um, Google. And the best way to find out what things you're not seeing is search in different languages. Mm -hmm. Interpret, have things interpreted, search again for the mm -hmm. same topics mm -hmm. in different languages mm -hmm. and see how different the results are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are being led by the nose by companies like Google and Netflix mm -hmm. and yeah. Disney. Big, big corporations are spoon feeding us what they want us sounds to sounds like a conspiracy theory al <laughs> no it's legit no, I'm just it is there it's funny though the conspiracy theories they people do get out of hand i think it's funny to just to read and watch these people it's hilarious to mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. um some of them make more sense than others but you go everything from the flat earthers you know to the kennedy assassination yes, the flat Earth, and uh -huh. there's there's some things in between you know mm -hmm. as far as the moon landing goes i've heard people argue that okay yes we did land on the moon 100 mm -hmm. the problem was you remember the footage was recorded on film right mm -hmm. And apparently going through the Kuiper belt, the radiation belt, mm -hmm. it apparently fucked the film up. Mm -hmm. So they had to reshoot some of the scenes to prove for the space race <laughs> mm -hmm. that we, but we did go, mm -hmm. but the mm -hmm. film got corrupted. Yeah. So why it's, would, it's like yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't absolutely rule out anything. I, I'm, no. I'm, I'm speaking more like generically, like people who just, you know, they buy into everything, you know, it's like, it's There's like, warnings you know, we, we saw Bigfoot, you know, last week on, on, uh, on, uh, Del Prado, you they, know what I mean? They've got uh, more, uh, uh, um, responsible with that on YouTube. They put warnings under conspiracy videos. Yeah. And what I find funny is that these people, you got thousands of years or whatever, how many years of science, right? Mm -hmm. Thousands, you can go to thousands. Um, and then you watch one guy makes a 30 minute YouTube video in Iowa mm -hmm. and you're arguing against scientists and right. everything because you saw a 30 minute video. That's right. But the Kuiper right. Belt radiation, I don't know. That's just what people say. I don't yeah, believe because it. that's, I don't if, believe if it. it's film, it's affected by light. It's silver oxide affected yeah. by light, which shouldn't affect something that's sealed. Right. But I think another it's funny topic people, for another yeah, day. But people come to the middle ground. You got people that we absolutely didn't go. We absolutely did. And then you, you know got people trying to agree and meet in the middle. You know what you're reminding craziness. me of? I remember many years ago, I, I heard this, uh, uh, a guy call, call in uh, to a radio thing. I forget what the topic was, you know, but he was very clever and he, uh, he was well-spoken and had a kind of an authoritative or uh, genuine voice. And he said that, uh, and he spoke of, uh, meeting Elvis in Hawaii uh, a couple of years prior. This is like maybe 15 years after he died. But he, 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 he said, I know you're not going to 
believe this and that's just fine but and he got into all of the details and so and he finished the whole story you know and then uh i forget what the response was but then he went and said now i can guarantee you that for a few seconds you guys were considering what i said because I told you, and it sounded very convinced. And of course, it's just, you know, you just made the whole point of how, uh, you know, uh, this, it's, it's, it can be enticing. I'm, yeah. I'm referring to what you said about yeah. somebody sees a 30 minute thing and all of a sudden they're, they're an expert, you know, yeah. uh, past uh, people who've dedicated their whole life to like some specific aspect of, of science, you know. It's, it's, but there is, there is, is actually uh, agents. Uh, disinformation agents that their sole job is to go around yeah. and spread disinformation. I'm sure right. you know, Al. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, they're called, exactly I think they're called Russians. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah. it's, and there are influencers and you yeah. can make a lot of money being an influencer. And, That's mm -hmm. cool. But we should one day talk about uh, uh, the dark web because Al's, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's studied internet crime. And I think it's funny that you, ha you, well, you don't have to, but it was created by the military and you use a Tor browser to get on. So mm. isn't that funny? So <laughs> really? Like, yeah, yeah, Glenn's the inventor of the tour browser. The tour and, and cool. we're bringing it up on the tour cast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. but so, uh, yeah, I think it's it's. I want to be an influencer uh. or, an, or an under the influencer. Under the influencer. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, we should talk about that next time and maybe uh, touch on that because I'm really fascinated to hear um, about internet crime and what you've been through and things you've seen in the past. And yeah, very, very, very interesting to me. Uh. Um, so we have anything, have any closing thoughts before we take off today? I have a lot of opening thoughts, so don't wait for the next time. Oh, well, what about, uh, your music, Mixed Metaphors, right? That's coming out around June? You, well, you we were talking about, uh, releasing that and then the as yet untitled cover mm -hmm. album. So that, uh, you know, I, I, who are you going to cover? Um, you want Dylan for sure. Yeah. No, no, no. This is, you know what it is? It, they're all songs that I basically kind of grew up with. They're songs that I absolutely adore. I just love these songs. And, you know, I tried a few different ones, and these are the ones that came out good that I felt like I did justice to them and, uh, and, and paid them respect. Can, you, can them, you give our listeners just a little taste, a little example? Yeah. Uh, I go to pieces uh, that... Peter and Gordon had a big hit with, but mm -hmm. it was written by uh, Del Shannon, who also had a minor hit with it. Um, uh, I'll Get You by the Beatles, done it, but done in a completely different style. Um, there's two 80s songs that I did because they had, still had the same feel to me. One is that Bangles uh, uh, song... If she, knew, if she no, if she knew what she wants. Okay. Um, I'm forgetting the guy who who wrote that right now, but uh, and uh, a song by the Searchers that believe it or not came out. I think '79. Um, the Searchers in '79. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's odd. Um, it was uh, um, hearts in her eyes. She's got hearts in her eyes. Hearts in her eyes. Like a kid in a toy shop, she can't stop. It's, it's just a cool, it's just a cool song. <laughs> so that's okay. a handful of that I can remember. That's good. It sounds good. Ahead. Yeah, it sounds yeah. fun. We're, we're going to be releasing probably pretty soon, You Gotta Rock Me Baby, the clip oh, yeah. that uh, we're using the opening of the tour cast. Yeah. And, uh, Did Al see that yet? Uh, he, saw, that? he saw part of it. I think I showed oh, you the intro, right? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, he recognized the logo right away okay. as uh, you uh -huh. know, Pornhub. But yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so thank you guys very much for listening. We hope you guys are staying safe out there. And we'll see you on the next one. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the Torcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Tor Glenn. Check him out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Tor Glenn. 
That's T-O-R-G-L-E-N-N. -N. Please enjoy one of his original songs, Esmeralda's Dream. Esmeralda's Dream 